Hey y'all, welcome to the fourth episode of Just Be Confident. taking you across the globe and across time to see how body image and healthy eating has evolved through the years and differs around the world. Body standards, expectations, trends, and many other factors influence people's eating habits, and since these differ in distinct countries and have changed over time, it would be important to see how. Before we get started, I would like to happily tell y'all that our special guest for today's episode is Bailey Shawley. Hi everyone. All of you loved Bailey in episode two, so we just had to bring her back. I also had so much fun in that episode, and I'm so excited to do it again today. Same here. To get started, the ideal body type is different throughout the world. In America, the ideal body type for a woman is the height being 5'5", her weight being 128 pounds, and her waist being 26 inches. But then in Bangladesh, you should have a modest and courtly or polite personality and lifestyle, a fair complexion, at least have a height of 5 foot 2, you should have dense and black hair up to the back, big black eyes and non-thin eyebrows, have a sharp nose, and have a moderately curvy physique. So throughout the world, all countries have different beauty standards, some countries being quite similar and some being quite unique. And some countries don't only focus on the body, but the personality as well. As I stated before, women in Bangladesh are expected to be modest and have a polite personality and lifestyle, which I find very interesting as that basically is controlling a person completely. Yeah, absolutely. For many years now, people have had expectations of people's bodies, but now it is becoming way more common to have expectations of someone's personality, which I find messed up. Yeah, definitely. But to carry on, as I mentioned before, in our world, many different countries have different standards some being harsh and some being light. However, which country has very high standards? Out of all the countries, the country that has the most expectations and the highest beauty standards is South Korea. In South Korea, there are many expectations from being slim, a small face, pale skin. There are so many, as I mentioned in episode 2 of this series, so go check that out. But to carry on, if you notice, many of the K-pop artists match these expectations, which is one of the reasons why they were selected of other people. Having these strict expectations, many people in South Korea have gone in plastic surgery. This is so high that in 2015, a survey by the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons found that South Korea was the only East Asian country with the highest amount of cosmetic surgeries. Clearly, these expectations and standards have pressured many people to get plastic surgery. So imagine what these have done to their eating habits. It is horrible. In South Korea, many girls and boys are developing anorexia in fear of weight gain. They are only fearing weight gain because of the high expectations this country has. Their fear of being shamed or bullied or treated differently for not meeting the standards is horrible, causing the craze of anorexia truly to be frightening. This truly has affected their healthy eating for sure and their mental health as well, since eating disorders can put a huge toll on your mental health, which I talked about in episode 3 with Kimran here, so go check that out. To carry on, the standards in many different countries certainly are different. However, the typical body image has changed over the years. Yes, it has. Whether it's contemporary or 19th century, we want to know what size it is. We, as a society, are obsessed with size, so much that it's become connected to our identity as people. But moving on, let's take a look at body image from prehistory to present time. 
From prehistory to the 1900s, the Venus of Willendorf dates back to 2500 BC and is considered a masterpiece of the Paleophilic era. The statuette is a representation of idealized female beauty at the time, portraying round, pear-shaped women's bodies. The marble sculpture Venus the Milo dates back roughly 100 BC, commonly thought to represent Aphrodite, the ancient Greek goddess of sexual love and beauty, shaped with a twisted figure and elongated body. But people still continue to portray the quote-unquote ideal woman as curvy throughout the 17th and 18th centuries. The corset also became a popular undergarment among women from the late Renaissance into the 20th century. In the 1890s, Charles Dana Gibson drew images of tall, slim-waisted, yet curvy women for mainstream magazines. In the early 20th century, the portrayal of women's bodies in art was constantly evolving. Between the 1920s and the 1950s, the rise of the 1920s flapper reflected a shift toward the world desiring a more slim physique. Slender women's bodies started to appear in magazines in the mid-1920s. All of these events led to an epidemic of eating disorders occurring among young women. Additionally, the bust-to-waist ratios among women dwindled by about 60% between 1901 and 1925. By the late 1940s, the ratios had climbed back up and even increased about one-third higher. Around this time, actresses like Marilyn Monroe grew in popularity. The ratio dropped again, and by the late 1960s, it returned to the same level as the 1920s. From 1960s to 1970s, the shift from a rounder to a thinner body preference led to the rise of slender models. The media and society continued to pressure to adhere to an, a quote, ideal body. This type was a very young and thin body type. Instead of garments like corsets, unhealthy eating habits and exercise came into place. What remained was a notion, quote, that in order for your body to truly be fashionable, you had to change it in some way. You had to maintain it in some way, end quote. The incidences of severe anorexia requiring hospital admissions rose significantly during the 1960s and 1970s. During the 1980s to the 1990s, there became an emphasis on strong athletic and toned body types, matching classic supermodels like Cindy Crawford and Naomi Campbell. By the 90s, the emphasis shifted back to more skinny, waist-like body types. Anorexia was also associated with the highest mortality rate among all mental disorders during the 1990s. Around this time, the World Health Organization began alarming people about the growing obesity pandemic as well. The prevalence of obesity sharply increased in the 90s, estimated 200 million adults worldwide. Images of obesity flashed across the media as a public health outreach effort. In contrast, more images of skinny models surfaced. The psychological impacts from that included impacts on the typical body image. From the 2000s, during this time period, children also got involved. Nearly a third of children from ages 5 to 6 selected an ideal body size that was thinner than their current weight. By the age of 7, 1 in 4 children have engaged in some dieting behaviors. Between 1999 and 2006, hospitalizations for eating disorders spiked among children under the age of 12. The peak onset for an eating disorder diagnosis in women was between the ages 15 and 19. Since the start of the 21st century, there has been a shift towards celebrating diverse body types. 
However, social media sometimes gives some teens a negative body image about themselves. More than a quarter of teens who are active online stress about how they look and posted pictures. However, the rise of social media has allowed for women to celebrate different body types. In 2007, the Kardashian sisters ushered in new curvaceous body ideals. In 2015, Robin Lolly was the first plus-size model featured in Sports Illustrated's swimsuit issue. In 2016, Christian Siriano featured five plus-size models in his show during New York Fashion Week. In 2016, Madel debuted a line of Barbie dolls portraying diverse body types. So clearly, the typical and quote-unquote ideal body type has changed over the years. For sure. But as we talk about Barbie, this doll has also had its own changes over the years. And the thing about this is that many of us have played with Barbie dolls, including both of us, and that has formed some people's body images about themselves. And this has affected their eating habits as well. Barbie was officially introduced to the world on March 9, 1959. The first doll mimicking the glamour of 1950 stars such as Elizabeth Taylor and Marilyn Monroe. In its first year, 300,000 Barbie dolls were sold and priced at $3 per doll. In mint condition, one doll can obtain more than $25,000 today. Barbie has had more than 200 careers. She has been to the moon in 1965, and since then she has been everything from a doctor to a paleontologist to a rock star to a computer engineer. I think this is quite interesting as not many women were allowed to work before. But to see a doll do numerous jobs is very inspiring and influential for little children, which is very nice to see. For sure. In 2016, Barbie fashionistas were introduced to the world. This came in four body types, seven skin tones, 22 eye colors, and 24 hairstyles. Addressing long-time criticism, the dolls did not accurately represent the diversity of the modern woman. The doll's inception body has incited controversy. Mothers in a 1958 Mattel-sponsored market study before the doll's release criticized Barbie for having, quote, too much of a figure. Mattel, quote-unquote, circumvented this problem by advertising Barbie directly to children via television. This became the first toy company to broadcast commercials to children. By 1968, Barbie had been issued, quote, friend of color, but it wasn't until 1980 when Barbie released an African-American doll. Researchers in Finland, 1994, announced that if Barbie were a real woman, she would not have enough body fat to menstruate. Yet many women who played with a doll credit Barbie with providing an alternative to restrictive 1950 gender roles. Additionally, the key markets in Europe and Asia of this doll tend to take one of the two approaches, idealizing the doll and using the doll to critique ideas associated with it, such as exaggerated femininity and profligate consumption. It truly is crazy how the Barbie doll has expanded throughout history, and it's very interesting to look at. Yeah, it is. And with the Barbie doll's history and great evolution, our perception of the ideal body type has changed as well, sometimes negatively and sometimes positively. But to carry on, over the years, healthy eating habits and the proper way of eating healthy has changed as well. In 2005, a very popular research study, the Best Nutrition Research, told and convinced Americans that counting calories was the main thing. If you wanted to lose weight, then count calories. If you wanted to gain weight, then count calories. Basically, they were saying that it doesn't matter about the proportions, but only mattered about the calories consumed and lost. This research even gave what formula to use when calculating calories. 
This made everyone believe that the numbers were the only thing that truly mattered, and lifestyle didn't. Currently, the research study doesn't directly say to count calories to lose weight, but instead gave strategies. Nowadays, the study has given and encouraged multiple lifestyle strategies and healthy habits to have a low calorie count. One example could be to eat with loved ones at the table instead of in front of the TV so that when you stop eating when you're full because you aren't distracted. But when you're in front of the TV, you are distracted, enabling you to eat large quantities of food in one sitting. The report also encouraged a healthy diet should have many vegetables, fruit, whole grains, seafood, and nuts. It should be moderate and low and non-fat dairy products and alcohol among adults, and then lower in red and processed meat, and low in sugar-sweetened foods and beverages and refined grains. If you have this on your plate and you are consuming this in good amounts, then that is Healthy Eating 2015. This shows that you should stop obsessing over the calorie count and focus on the whole foods you are including in your diet. But the thing that I think about the most is that what if this isn't normal either? What if a new study comes out in the near future which completely denies what we are following? Who knows? Oh wow, I actually never thought about that. That is actually very true and something to think about. Definitely. So, from this episode, I really hope you all learned some information about how the quote-unquote ideal body type is different throughout the world, how the typical body image has evolved over time, and how the way to eat healthy has also changed over time. That's all for today, folks. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode, which is the final episode of this series. I will be discussing how to be healthy, stay healthy, be you, and stay you. Be sure to check out Bailey's website if you enjoy listening to this episode, where she goes in more detail about the evolution of body image, eating habits, and many more. The link will be down below. And remember, Remember, just just be confident. confident. That is a wrap. This podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts.